Welcome to the Dan and Drew show, the D&D show, whatever, on the podcast. This is the podcast. I believe this is episode number eight. Um, this past week was St. Patrick's Day weekend. Today is actually St. Patty's Day. Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone listening to this. Hey, yo. Not right on St. Patrick's Day. Two, two and a half years from now, when you're listening, happy St. Patrick's Day. Um, and I, uh, on Sunday night was, you know, this would be dated, but uh, the Jinx aired, and it's about Robert Durst, and there's a movie called All Pretty Things, I believe, or All Good Things. And uh, so just for everyone just jumping in, we're going to just jump right into the jinx. I asked Dan before this, yeah. what do you want to talk about? He's, he raises the jinx. I don't know what the jinx is. I said is. we can talk about the jinx, St. Patty's Day, eating habits, but we can, we can, the jinx is pretty cool that is a, you know, I didn't listen to Serial. It was a podcast called Serial. I guess the same thing. They went over a murder and yeah, nobody yeah, was, yeah. no one was satisfied with the ending and I don't know what the ending was and I assume nothing happened. Um, with, with the jinx, it was a six part thing on hbo and and a guy had basically this guy's wife went missing in like 1982 in new york near new york city you know gone girl uh no actually not no no something totally different early gone girl <laughs> maybe early gone girl except this girl was gone for good god bless her and gone girl the girl's a little bit crazy you know so uh gone girl is crazy too do you see gone girl no okay then i can't we can't really talk about it i know what it is oh, okay and uh then he goes to Texas, uh, this Robert Durst guy, and he kills a guy. He goes to trial for it. I mean, this guy caught up this dude's body, and he got off. Oh. I mean, he got off. That is ridiculous. You know, where you say money can buy a good defense, like OJ, you know? Yeah. The dude's so guilty. That's why we can veer in and out of stuff. I remember it was a couple years ago, my friends like, you know, we were b- I was back home in Buffalo. And uh, the guy's like, dude, I've been reading up on this OJ just to see what the D, you know, the trial was and the evidence they had against him. He goes, oh my god, this guy is so guilty. It's not even sick. Did you ever read the the evidence on OJ? No, but I, 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 I I'll, I'll just give you a quick little. Uh, we're just talking about. We're just having a conversation too. But for those OJ people, remember when he was trying on the glove and if it must if it don't fit, you must acquit. Yeah, yeah. Now those gloves, Johnny Cox. Now talk about this. Where you have matching gloves and there's two of them. One glove was at his house, and one glove was at the, the murder scene. Mm-hmm. What are the uh, already? What's the odds? He had his DNA in both of the gloves, mm-hmm. and like the odds already are like one in a trillion of that. You know, like it, it was so guilty. Like he left the exact same glove in two different locations. I think what did it for me was his running away from police. Oh, in the Bronco. And in the Bronco, when he, he's you know there was the phone call like, hey, he, OJ's going to kill himself. Back off. That was not admissible as evidence at the trial. So people, you weren't allowed to like, okay, you know what, he's running, for, he's, you know, fleeing because he knew he was so guilty. Yeah, yeah. That, like, the jury was not allowed to listen to that. That's crap. It is. It is crap. I'm watching a show called Broadchurch, and I'm not going to do any spoilers. Well, I can't even spoil it for myself. Um, I'm in season two right now, and they just had the second episode, and there's this big trial going on. And basically, you know, the husband and wife, you know, were are mad at each other, and one's getting arrested. And so basically they threw out this whole confession, and but man, you can't throw out confessions, you know, just on little technicalities, mm. and just like OJ being bullied, bullied the witness. Yeah, I know. I, I know. In the show, it was after the fact, but whatever. Man, I read crazy stories. I came home from work and read a bunch of stories today. The one I saw was twenty-five years ago. A fifteen-year-old kid was essentially conned or coaxed okay. into murdering a late a teacher, his <sighs> teacher's husband. Wow. Yeah. 
And so she seduced him. So that's what is there sex involved? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh. And so <laughs> she got she got life in prison, so she's still in prison. And she was a hot girl too, huh? She probably okay. I didn't see a picture okay, of her. God actually. Bless her. Saw the dude. Okay. Um and it was crazy seeing him on the stand mm-hmm. at fifteen with like just shaggy hair, just a kid. Just a kid. And him getting out of prison twenty five years later, much different person. When you see even that is horrible. I mean, how your whole life can waste oh away in man. prison is one oh, wow. conversation. Yeah. And then you see how these freaking hot, man, these hot blonde teachers. Hot, they get away with uh, it. They are so good looking, and they're banging these 15, 16-year-old guys in high school. But the thing is, is these 15, 16-year-old guys in high school are having emotional changes, and they don't know how to handle them. And they're just they have this beautiful girl in front yeah. of them, or they conceptualize them. Maybe yeah. way more attractive than well, they actually are. Well, in all these sit- scenarios so far, the girl's always the consenting one or the instigator. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. 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 I'm sure that the, it's the other way around as much as it's not. I got you. Yeah. Uh, we weren't there. I had a really hot teacher when I was in like eighth or ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Miss Dickens. Yeah. She was gorgeous. There was this woman. She's probably about 40 when I was in high school. And I was thinking about how time goes by. I'm like, Oh, you know, and she was a hot, you know, a hot middle-aged woman, and you're like, "Whoa, this woman's pretty freaking hot." I think she's probably forty. And I'm thinking about it right now, like, "Oh my gosh, this woman's about sixty years old right mm-hmm. now." That is crazy. How yeah, if you don't see people in your high school, I mean, high school, you know, because if you especially if you move away, you don't see the teachers. Like I see my friends on Facebook, but the teachers you don't see. Yeah. So you got someone who's like you remember is this hot person, and then you come back like, "Oh, you've aged." So have I, but you know. Yeah. Pretty wild stuff. I can go back to Robert Durst, too. Not that we need to. That he aged? Oh, he aged. It's fun. Yeah, he aged a bit. Um, let me see here. So he was in Texas. He, he cuts a body up, gets gets away with it. Um, he had A woman was going to sort of talk about his first murder in New York with uh, his wife, and it was his friend in California. So now they have him going to California. They have, like, she lived in L.A. He flew to San Francisco two days before she got murdered. He mm. rented a car. And then he flew away two days after she got murdered. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the evidence is already right there. And uh, he left a whole note. The big thing that made the news was this note. So so um, basically this woman gets murdered. He he um, le- So someone anonymously wrote, hey, there's a dead body in this woman's house. And he just leaves the address, writes cadaver, and spells you know Beverly Hills cops on, on this thing, or Beverly Hills police. He asked for Axel Foley. And... Um, it says Beverly, but he spelled it wrong. And later on, he just wrote her a note, and they found out like a year earlier, because her stepson found a letter he wrote to her, same address. Also spelled it wrong. Also spelled yeah, it wrong. Yeah. It's it's those little that's fun, what fun made things that bring it all back together. That's what made the news. So this week, yeah. it's funny when you never watch a documentary, and the next day it's national news. So that's what made national news. That that writing was what the definitive thing. He goes in the bathroom. He's always been mumbling to himself throughout the show. So he's in the bathroom. They s- he was still mic'd up. He's like, well, I guess I got caught. Killed them all. And that's what made the headlines. Oh, so yeah, yeah, the handwriting that. and that, that's what yeah. made the thing. And uh, you know, you're just watching a documentary. And it's sort of... Is that how you say documentary? Documentary? How documentary? Say, yeah. <laughs> I say in both ways. <laughs> documentary? <laughs> documentary? Yeah, okay. I don't give a crap. Well, Whatever. You know. Yeah. Wh- yeah. Documentary is getting this guy trouble. Yeah. I mean, and this guy is sort of like... Oh, remember when OJ? He wrote the he, he they did a book or TV show like I didn't I didn't murder my wife, but if I did, here's how I did it. Uh, I think I he did something like that. And where you sort of get cocky because there's no double jeopardy, mm. 
So, okay, oh, once you're yeah. not guilty, which, I mean, I don't know if he should change that law. Isn't he in prison, though, right now? He is, but he because he stole his... Heisman he, Trophy He stole back. his own, yeah, he stole his own sports memorabilia back that he already yeah. sold. Yeah. And he stole it and said it was mine, but it wasn't. And yeah. so the, he got a he got a stiff fine, a stiff penalty for that. Like five years? But uh, maybe even more than that. Yeah. But a lot of people did that thinking, sort of, okay, it's a little bit extra for payback for the murder. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't know if he's supposed to get paroled anytime soon. Um, I'm not too sure. Screw it. Uh, so that was a pretty wild scene. The 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 finale of this documentary. The next day, it's national headline news. And you think it's just a documentary? Here's the national headline okay. news: Is Khloe Kardashian's real dad O.J. Simpson? Trust me, that's not. And that that's just coming up now. Did you just see that? Yeah. Is that coming up? That's been around before. And if you look at the Kardashians, Kim and Chloe are very similar in size, and structure, and all that. Yeah. And then Chloe it's does just not. A beast. She's a beast. Yeah. God bless her, and, and a good beast. In case she's. Oh yeah, his this. book was "If I Did It." Yep. Oh my God, I can't believe you write a book called "If I Did It." Right. Robert Durst did the same thing, except he did it. We went a step further. He did a six-part miniseries on all these murders and saying he didn't do it and here's the deal with it and he agreed to it. Yeah, his alleged co- confessions should be admissible in court. If you if you get away with three murders, why would you go on TV? Uh, he's yeah. 71. So he's like, "Hey, I'm so I mean, old yeah, he gives a crap." He doesn't care. Maybe, he's rich. Maybe he does. He yeah. bought his way out of one trial. Uh there's no body for his first murder uh, for the first murder for his wife. And uh but he sort of gave himself away in the in the LA one. But that's the whole thing where you can be so cocky, you know, where money can buy you uh, a defense. And it's so funny when they oh, had. Oh, get this. Here we go. Yeah, here the, here we go. Here we go. O.J. Simpson beat senseless in prison. Nice. Is yeah. this a recent thing? O.J. Simpson received a pounding by a gang of homophobic prison inmates who were up in arms about learning about his sex romp with a jailhouse transsexual. Whoa. <laughs> the National Choir has exclusively learned. What year does it say on it? This is January 8th, 2015. Holy crap. Look at OJ. Yeah. He's a Buffalo Bill. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Okay. He ran for 2,003 yards in 1973, 14 games. The first guy to run for 2,000 yards after he broke Jim Brown's record. So I'm happy with OJ. You wow. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> but even a murderer, of course, put him in jail, and he should not have gotten away with that. Yeah. I was around for the OJ verdict, and I remember this. Tr- I remember being like we were working as landscaping with my my fa- my dad and 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 co, and uh, we were on the streets, and uh, landscaping. Oh. And what do you got? He's he's reading. He's reading. Uh, uh, I'm reading and listening at the same time. Reading and listening. What do you I'm got? Just disappointed in reading this article about OJ. Yeah. Okay, uh, this is maybe five or six paragraphs okay. down. Six foot, 100 pound Jezebel told the Inquirer she'd given the Buffalo Bills star oral sex and that she believed she might have infected the disgraced football star with AIDS. Wow. That's in the Inquirer. OJ does not have AIDS. Wow. OJ still look. I mean, he's still a bigger dude. I don't know if AIDS is hitting that dude. Well, I guess Magic Johnson looked good too, so. But I like how they put in Buffalo Bills star. <laughs> yeah. It is great. I don't know. That's OJ. National Enquirer. He's the man. During the trial, yeah, when they read the verdict, the streets <laughs> were, it was a ghost town. It was a ghost town, my man. No one would riot for OJ. I don't want, I wonder if they were. That's why they, I wonder if they worried about the, the not guilty verdict. 
in LA you get those racist, you know, yeah. the racially No, if he was guilty, everyone would be like, "Oh, the dude was guilty." The dude was guilty, everyone. No, like, the dude was, was guilty. Yeah. I didn't you, they always say how the pressure, you know, uh, Marsha Clark screwed it up pretty good. Or you know, 20-year-old trial, very yeah, timely for right, us. Right. Yeah. 19-year-old. I was yeah, 10. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was working and it was a, it was a ghost town up there. What about the congressman? Congressman Shock. Yeah, he got he resigned today. Yeah, very 33 timely. Thirty-three-year-old youngest. Yes, thirty-three years yeah. old. I thought when I was watching the news today, I saw that. I'm like, he's thirty-three. Youngest congressman. Youngest. He was a congressman, right? Oh yeah, yeah he, he was. was a congressman. What what Dunham in is? I was up on this. If he if he had saw his thing, he did his whole office like the office oh, of yeah. Downton Abbey. Yeah, it was ostentatious. Yeah, it was terrible. And he, I mean. And who you know who pays for it? I think the taxpayers did for over forty thousand or something. Oh yeah. Like that. oh yeah. But you know when you have all these campaign money, and not that we're a political show, but when you have all this campaign money, and if you have like millions left over from a, a campaign, no, you can't it use it. You can't use it. I know. I yeah. know. I know. You're not allowed to. Yeah, you're not allowed to. But whoops! What if a little something slides out? Yeah, yeah. That's that's bullshit. To Sherman Williams, but it's better. It's better for that than for the taxpayers paying for it. I, or do you give the money back, or what, what's it supposed no, to happen? No, I mean, it goes into a fund, and then it's it just accrues. To, okay. Yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. That doesn't of course, happen. Of course it doesn't happen. No. The people that run those packs, yeah. they take that. Exactly. For sure. Where and then those packs distribute it to... That's, yeah. I mean, it's a, that's why Stephen Colbert did a sucks, super PAC. Yeah, and there's PACs and super PACs. And I wish that everybody got to be a congressman for a day. Okay. How about like a week or two? Yeah, I mean, like, so you can really get the power. No, 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 taste. no. All citizens, you have to earn that shit. Yeah. You have to go to college or maybe even have an MBA. Yeah. And then you get to run Congress for a week, or not run Congress, but contribute to the. There needs to be more of a human voice in th- in Washington. So for the opposite effect, then you know they say way back when they would be farmers, you know, and they would they would go into town for a month or two, and then they would go back to their farms and and work. Yeah. That's how they used to be. So to have an MBA, no, you could have people who are actually more common, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I get that. I, but at the same time, that's why they're heads of agricultural departments. Right. Okay, I got you. That's not bad. Yeah, I can, I can be, I can do. Yeah. With oh that. man, uh, the more I look into government, it's it's amazing how wide-reaching it is. I mm-hmm. mean, federal and local government. Mm-hmm. Government accounts for. A huge percentage of jobs. I believe huge oh, yeah. percentage of jobs. I would say with the government of agriculture. I don't know if you ever seen anything on the Dust Bowl. We're just talking about whatever on this oh, show. Yeah, we're going but everywhere. The, the Dust Bowl. Uh, it shows how how great that the Department of Agriculture stepped in and they showed people how to plow their fields because the you know so they showed how to um, till their soil in the opposite direction of the wind and that's what saved so much of the soil going on there. A big Dust Bowl reference right here on the Dan and Drew show. The Drew and Dan show. <laughs> Oh my God! Happy St. Patty's Day, man. Yeah, St. Patty's Day went out. If you uh, in Chicago, if you ever been out where the youngsters are, would you look up another article? I want to find what percentage of all the workforce are government employees. Okay, that's a good one, right? You know, I'm saying if we had like a you know like a real show where we had like a staff, that's where like they would research stuff and post it up on panels, or they might chime in right here with a fact. But we don't have any of that, and that's fine. This is all live. We went uh, St. Patty's Day went out in in Chicago. The, the main drag is Wrigleyville. It's like the frat, you know. It's like the youngins. You went out to Clark Street. No, I didn't. Nah, I went for a run. <laughs> I went for a run in the afternoon, but I knew it would be a madhouse. But I knew I could walk. I just walked through it and check it out for five minutes and know that I'm missing nothing. 
yeah, just to walk around and see everybody just, I mean, you can't believe how everybody there is 99% of the people I'd say is between 20 and 29 and they all just converge on this one street and they just know to do that. It's just ridiculous. And then I went out later on for a couple drinks and Although uh, near on Clark Street, but uh, further bit further down. What do you got on the yeah, stats? I don't, I don't do it. I, I tried to see Neither the Green River, and that's it. Me too. I, I went down down uh, last do, year. I will not go to Clark Street anymore. You know what I do love? Yeah, love reading the ticker. Oh, me too. I oh, saw that's that. The, best. the arrest, the arrest reports. That's great. At some we could do a show just reading the arrest reports, mm-hmm. and we could, you know, because we have we have to do two shows. But our second episode could just be pulling up that blotter and just commenting on the oh, blotter. Yeah, yeah. That McDonald's. There's a, there's there's something in this blotter. Oh, they start McDo- they kept going back to the McDonald's oh, at man, one point. The there's 20 people and they were like causing a riot all the time and there was fighting in the McDonald's and there's always calls to this McDonald's. I'm like, "Holy crap. There's a lot of garbage going down in McDonald's right now." You know what I'm saying, kid? Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know what time we're at for the Yeah, we're, we're around okay. that. Okay. Okay, we got that. All right. Oh, man, I thought this number would actually be a lot higher. Okay. And it gives the percentage across I'd say different presidents. Twelve percent currently lower than that. Okay, it's, I was gonna say ten to twelve. I actually thought it'd be in the in I I thought all government employees. I think this may just take into account federal employees. Uh, okay, I'll go with that. Maybe no, because it just says government employees. Right, let's go number. Yeah, yeah. They call it the GE to P ratio. Okay. So government employees over population. Reagan was seven point two percent. Yeah. Clinton was seven point three. Okay. And Obama is nine six point nine. Wow. Cool. He's actually the lowest. I wonder if that counts military too. Because military, you know, you work for the government. Yeah, that's a great point. Because uh, how many military members are there? There's over a million. There's probably Wow. Twenty one million government employees in the US in two thousand twelve. Wow. That's a lot. Twenty one million. There are I- two million people. In the military in the U.S. I was watching this thing in 60 Minutes this week, and they were talking about when people are declared dead, you know, and then they're, they're still getting Social Security benefits. And, you know, sometimes the relatives are keeping the checks. And these people are actually declared dead, but they show the opposite when the people are still getting the checks paid. And the guy's like, you know, I know it sounds like a lot when, you know, 150 or 500 millions going out because we pay out so much per day. It's almost like you don't even see those checks going out. Yeah. It's so small. Because right when you get 21 million federal employees or military employees or government employees, that's how many. Uh, uh, 21 million people get it in a paycheck, and they're at least getting 400 dollars a week, you know, 500, 600, or a thousand. Yeah. And you multiply that times 21 million. Oh, man. I can't fathom. Really, I can't fathom the amount of money that really is in all the banks and in all the the checks that have to be written. I just can't do it. There's, there's just so much, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of, what else you got? You got some more good facts? Yeah, I love facts. Facts are great. Facts are great. I don't know if you had any more government stuff. No. Nah. Yeah, the government easy. stuff is fun. Yeah. Man, we have a bloated government if we have 21 million people in government. I know. And so when people are always like, you know, uh, let's pare down the government. Well, I mean, how are you going to pare down 21 million jobs? Where are you going to start? Yeah, where know? are they going to go? Seriously. They got to go somewhere. You know, what, you know what I want? Uh-huh. Well... I'm afraid of advances advancing too fast mm-hmm. and then not having the jobs to supplant like the advances. Like you know the internet has done this huge thing where now so many jobs are gone because the internet's doing these things. Oh, we've, yes. We've, uh, we've previously talked about dri- self-driving cars mm-hmm. and all of the drivers that are then no longer have jobs. 
I can flip that and say Uber now has taken over the jobs that cabbies have sort of done, but we still have cabbies too. Yeah, we still have cabbies. Yeah. We, we there are more cabbie jobs, yeah. Uber jobs, yeah. than there were ever before. Yeah. But cabbie jobs are going to be going away. So look at all these immigrants that moved to America, and are cab drivers. Their mm-hmm. jobs are gone. What are they going to do? They can't do anything else. Crime, man. We're going to see a huge resurgence of crime. You could say that, but then we have more security cameras than ever, and we got more DNA stuff, more s- yeah, mobile yeah, yeah. apps on our cell phones that track where we're at. Uh, our cell phones track where we're at, and not even like to find your iPhone. So, well, I mean, crime is just the result forth. of not having a job. Yeah, maybe. But uh, I mean, immigrants. I mean, it might be farm work, custodial work. Oh, sure. Not that we can't do that, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah, yeah. in times of desperation or loneliness or you don't care. You know what's funny is as much as we create things to do things better, mm-hmm. like we'll we'll make something that does something better and then we won't have jobs because of it. The, Compact the time and the yeah. money that we've invested to do yeah. that is so much more than if we just hired a guy to do it for really cheap. Right. Got you. So it's really funny that. I was trying to think of the music industry. Actually, you know, we had records and tapes, now CDs. Now, uh, you know, the the mu- uh, the actual wave files. You know, so now you don't even need uh, you don't even need um, CDs, or you don't have to have people press the CDs and make the labels. And they have a whole factory full of CD makers and cassette makers and album makers. Even though vinyl's sort of in a little bit of a resurgence. Yeah, but who's going to make a CD? It's more indie stuff, you know? Everything's digital now. Everything's digital, so think of all those jobs that go away. Mm-hmm. And I think when you, when you gr- it's good when you make stuff s- more simple, but where how do you replace jobs, or who cares about jobs, or if you didn't have to pay bills, who gives a crap yeah, anyway? Yeah, yeah. We've solved all the problems here today in we the world. We solved the world's issues. I mean, this is the most enlightening show I think anybody could ever listen to. I feel to. better. Yeah. So this is the Dan and Drew show, the Drew and Dan show, D&D show. We're in Chicago, Illinois, recording this. Not too shabby. So God bless you all. Thanks for listening. Dan and Drew show on the The podcast. podcast.